say we stay here and fight it out. Are all men from the future loud-mouthed braggarts? Nope. Just me, baby. Just me. Come on! Come on! Come on! All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Richard. And this is the Evil Dead cast episode three. I am really excited that this is going to be our last one before we finally get to watch the show because that's really what I'm kind of chomping in the bit to do. Yeah, we're working up to it. It's Mm -hmm. exciting. (laughs) So before we get into Army of Darkness, which is what we're talking about today, I just want to make a, a little side road here to promote a website called dailydead.com. They, this is run by my friend Jonathan James. It's great for anyone who likes this podcast would like Daily Dead. They do a lot of horror news and interviews with horror icons and all kinds of stuff like that. You can f- find out the behinds of scenes, what's coming up for you, with your favorite horror-related TV shows, movies, and all that. And uh, they are posting our Evil Dead cast, so they're going to post episodes up there. Wow, how cool is Which that? Which is really cool. Yeah, so then people are actually going to start listening. That's kind of scary. but anyway that's great so go to dailydead.com all right let's get into it our top five highlights for the third evil dead movie otherwise known as army of darkness and sometimes i guess overseas it was called army of darkness medieval dead oh is that right that's what i read yeah somewhere somewhere it was called that which makes sense i think that that somebody probably said that phrase the medieval dead and then that's why this whole movie happened sounds like <laughs> something they would say in europe yeah i just think that that probably just from that one phrase probably is where this whole idea sprang <laughs> from you know <laughs> that's because, a good idea yeah because it doesn't really make sense that ash would go into the realm of knights and kings and stuff like that you know no he was way out of place <laughs> yeah which is kind of cool i mean um, on the one hand, I think it, like I said last week that it's cool to have Ash go into, you know, meet different people. Like in comics, he's met Jason and I think Freddie and, you know, he's yeah. met superheroes and all this, but on the other hand, and so this is like, kind of like, feels like a case of that where he's really out of place. But on yeah. the other hand, I like him. I've decided I like him best when he's in a modern setting and is doing his own thing. Yeah, well, he stands out there too. He stands does. out no matter what he's yeah. doing. <laughs> That's true. So let's, in general, you watched it last night. I watched it again today. Uh, how did it hold up? It uh, held up great. I was cracking up. <laughs> in fact, in fact, one of the first things right off the bat was the opening. This huge, grand opening with the epic music and his voiceover. I was like, man, they're going for broke. Yeah, right from the very beginning. Yeah, it was kind of like Evil Dead 2 with its opening, only that was this time it was more um, obviously a recap of the previous movie. 
you know? Yeah, well, I was wondering about that. Why do you figure they recapped the, the second movie? Because Army of Darkness was a bigger movie and it opened, I think it opened in more theaters and I get the idea that they wanted to appeal to more people and hopefully pull in a bigger box office and all that. So so they expected there to be a much bigger audience. I think that's why they didn't call it Evil Dead 3. They they knew that people who didn't even know that this was going to, that this was a sequel would come to it. And yeah. so they knew that there would be, I'm just kind of um, guessing at this, but but I, I'm pretty sure they knew that there would be a a lot of people who didn't even realize they were watching a sequel. And so they would wonder why this guy with uh, an, a chainsaw for a hand is in medieval times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's why. I remember I took some friends to see this because by this time I was in college and uh, none of them knew that it was a sequel. Right, 1993. I was in college also. I went to see it with some of the guys in my dorm, and they they didn't get it at all. Yeah, I don't think my friends, they thought it was okay, but then I made them watch Evil Dead 2, and uh, I can't remember. I don't think anybody liked it as much as I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anybody wanted to go to the movies again with me after that. (laughs) That dude is weird, man. That's funny. But see, in this internet age, all us weirdos can find each other. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to feel isolated and alone anymore. We can have a family. And a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that people listen to. Hi, yeah. weirdos. Okay, so let's get into our top five. You go first. All right. Top five. Start with number five. Oh, you know what I really enjoyed was how out of place, well, we we kind of touched on this already, but how out of place Ash was in the medieval times. Everybody was talking in old English. Yeah. They all had accents and they were acting seriously. In fact, some of the actors were doing pretty well yeah. with their lines. And then there's Ash, you know, saying, <laughs> saying things like, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Yeah. <laughs> I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading to but two things. There was Jack and shit. Yeah, Jack, Jack left. just left town. <laughs> I like when he said uh, it was right when they were pointing all their swords at him at the beginning and they were going to push him into the pit with the deadite. Yeah. And he says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You got to understand. I never even saw these assholes before. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's like, what's an asshole? <laughs> it's funny because in my other podcasts, I talk a lot about themes and motivations and things like that and this is a comedy so i realize a lot of it besides kind of interesting production notes is us just going wasn't that great yeah. <laughs> you know but hey that's yeah. what it's gonna be so deal with i also people. think they they lost my friends that i went to see it with right about that point too <laughs> it's like what the hell is going on <laughs> huh what is this movie about we all loved it right away i mean evil dead I guess, you know, our group of friends, we weren't typical, I would say. Not, yeah, well, not with stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Our uh, This is going way off topic. I don't even know if I should go there. But we were all in band, and, and our uh, high school, our football team won like four games the whole four years we were there, <laughs> literally. And our band was number two in the nation. We were like the best. Yeah. So it was like, well, normally you'd think of that as being geeky, but we were kind of the pride of the school, and yet they still 
we were still geeky. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like now. You can still be a nerd, but you can be a popular nerd. Yeah, like you can be a, C- a multi-billionaire CEO. Yeah. We're not that. Okay, my number five is how this movie connects with Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2. Just a couple things around that theme. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, to me, it seems like Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness are all around the same time as far as when they came out. But you look back, the first one came out in 81, I think. Yeah. Then 87. So six years in between there yeah. of basically them trying to make other movies not succeeding. So going back to their cash cow kind of thing, you know, trying to regroup basically then yeah. 87, then 93 is when army of darkness came out in the U S so that's another six years there. And I think I, I read that, you know, Sam Raimi did dark man and that was a pretty good success. So that's why universal decided to let him go ahead and do army of darkness no, is that right? Yeah. So a few years Dark in between Mountain. there. Now we've got another 22 years between that and finally following up with Ash versus Evil Dead. So we already mentioned that they did a recap of the previous events. Only this time his girlfriend Linda was played by Bridget Fonda. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I forgot. Fonda. Yeah, she's a big deal. I don't know if she had already been quite as big a star uh, in 93, but I don't know for sure. But she did that one where she played the assassin yeah. point something. Anyway, and she was in a movie with Michael J. Fox, and she was in a Tarantino flick. So pretty big. Yeah. was This, this was, well, this had to have been one of her first roles. Maybe, or else it's one of those like big stars who likes a movie so much she agreed to do a cameo. Yeah, that's it. cool. Could be that. Uh, in the Evil Dead ending, Evil Dead 2, when he fell through the portal and landed in 1300 AD, they immediately revered him as their savior. Yeah, And so I remember waiting for that when I first went in to see it and that's not what happened, but I think they just wanted to stretch it out into a proper story and make it more dramatic. So, uh, he, they didn't accept him. They were like, saw him as an enemy and they enslaved him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, they decided, eh, fuck it. We don't really need to hew too closely to what came before. No. Yeah. And now it's a comedy. Yeah. And that's fine. I didn't care. It did start in 1300 AD, just like we saw in the Necronomicon that foretold the coming of Ash. And just one last thing is, I I forgot to mention this last time, but when he went through the portal, they uh, mentioned something about our savior, you know, he'll save us from the deadites. And I'm pretty sure that's the first time that word was used in Evil Dead is by these medieval people. It sounds like an old English kind of word. Yeah. Deadite, yeah. which is a cross between a zombie and a possessed body, right? I, I guess so. I, it's kind of its own thing. I would say, yeah. so I, I read something today that changed my perspective on all of this a little bit, that there's this Kandarian demon, and maybe it's just this one demon that's possessing all these people. And so... um that's, are there other demons? It's kind of an interesting idea. But anyway, yeah, yeah anyone that the demon possesses becomes a deadite. So a it's deadite. just a possessed, a, a creature, a person that suddenly is possessed by this demon and full of evil and malice. Yeah, because yeah, he got, 
He got the girl too. He possessed the girl. Yep. And then she came back, but he's possessed so many people over the course of these movies. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Possessed an entire uh, graveyard. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it. What's your number four? Number four. Um, I love all the lines that Ash had. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, like what you said. I've never even seen these assholes uh, before. Uh, listen up, you primitive screwheads. <laughs> oh, my favorite. First you want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. Blow. Yeah. <laughs> I, Does that even mean? I love that he talks to Sheila that way. and then he's like uh what did he say she gives him the i made this for you and he's all good i might need a horse blanket or something yeah (laughs) it's so funny and you know you might think oh that's so sexist that he would talk to a woman that way or something like that or chauvinist but she did just try to kill him yeah (laughs) and uh spit in his face and he's a moron yeah, but even so, like, I don't know. It's, I, I would think it'd be kind of a double standard if we're able to laugh at Ash being beaten up and tortured so much. And then, you know, we can't see him act like that towards a woman and not think it's funny, too, because I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time he said something. It's hilarious, like especially because you would expect him to be sort of in awe because she's such a hottie. Yeah. But he's like, just get away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had quite a bit of things on his mind too, trying to get back home. Yeah. Yeah. And then I loved that. What turned him around on her was when she slapped him across the face. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Oh, give me some sugar, baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, well, my number two was a ride around that same thing is just how funny this movie is. And, uh, those those ones that you just mentioned were on my list but I, I one of the other favorite moments is when he messes up the phrase yeah <laughs> then he looks around like, uh, he's like yeah, okay, you okay some, then hear some distant thunder really quiet you know yeah like, he's oh. like did anybody hear that and he's like all right then yeah <laughs> And then I don't know why, but did you think it was funny at the very end when the deadite bounced off the tram trampoline in S Mart? Oh yeah, I like that part. Yeah, I, the the ending. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, I like the 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 new ending. Yeah, I we can talk about it now. So, um, yeah, we said in an earlier podcast that originally the ending was that, and they filmed this and released it, I guess, overseas that he took some drops that would make him go to sleep, but he took too many and he woke up in post-apocalyptic world and said, yeah. no, no, but, but each drop makes you sleep for a century. And so Ash being an imbecile that he is seals himself inside of a cave and he takes, he counts the drops. He's like one, two, three, four, five. And then there's a noise. So he looks around. He's like, oh, well, I guess there's nothing in here. And then he starts again. Five, six. Yeah. So he actually <laughs> so took seven instead of six. He a hundred years too far. Yeah, he slept uh, an extra hundred years. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then he, he gets out of the cave, which, you know, it was amazing that the cave was there for 700 years and no one disturbed him. Yeah. You can let that kind of stuff go. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. But I, I, I dug, I watched that too on YouTube, but I liked the, the ending we got better with S Mart because it's action packed. And, you know, I even remember when I, when we watched that, that I felt like, like, uh, I like this better. Like I want, 
you know, I love this movie, Army of Darkness, but I like Evil Dead 2 better. And I just like seeing Ash, I guess, in modern day for some reason better. Yeah. Well, it's cool to take these characters that you like and put them in different situations. Yeah. That was my, that's my number three is the ending Mm -hmm. because it kind of hints that Ash is responsible for having the deadites follow him into modern today. (laughs) Yeah. He's kind of the cause of all this. I know. And he's acting all badass about it, but it's his fault. And I think it's going to be his fault in the show too. It's got to be. I mean, how else could it go? I can't believe we didn't even like, we were talking about like predictions for the show or whatever, what we thought was going to happen. We're like somebody, I I think it was me. I was like, somebody is going to let the deadites loose. And and then I didn't even think to say, and it's probably Ash. Yeah. (laughs) He's his own worst enemy, which is another, um, this is a theme. I do get to talk about a theme because in this movie, I love the whole thing about him playing an evil Ash, you know, that, uh, it's reminded me a little bit of in Star Trek when you have the evil universe. Oh, the mirror universe. Yeah. Yeah. I like that the evil Ash led the army of deadites to destroy the, the kingdom or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a metaphor because he's his own worst enemy psychologically too. And in this movie, they play with that because he feels like he fucked up and he tells Sheila, you know, I don't have what it takes. And then he has to gather up his confidence. So that's a great point. Plus, you know, he's, he's fighting himself. So he has a, he has a working chance at winning. <laughs> Can you imagine if he fought someone that was better than him? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He's fighting this like decayed version of himself. Yeah. But I thought that was cool. I like when you see people meet evil versions of themselves in alternate universes or something like that. My mom said that, uh, those words he was supposed to say before he touched the book, mm-hmm. Klaatu Barata Niktu, mm-hmm. was in the movie The Earth, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yep, that's right. Huh. That's where it Is that became a popular famous. phrase? Yeah, yeah. So if you know that, which a lot of people do, when he said it in the movie, excuse me, that makes it even funnier. Yeah. Because it comes from this famous sci fi movie. But I just looked that up because I don't think I've ever seen that, but. Apparently, you need to say that phrase in that movie to stop the alien robots from destroying the Earth or something. So uh, it's kind of similar. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah, that it made sense before, but it does. All right. So my number three is the tone. And this is where I'm going to, I guess, be the most critical. I mean, I do like this movie a lot and I wouldn't want it to be changed, but I don't want it to influence ash versus evil dead too much because i feel like it's kind of like goldilocks and the three bears the first evil dead was too serious and not fun enough this one's too silly and evil dead got it just right in the middle dead too evil dead too yeah i'm sorry yeah 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 i agree this one is over the top but they're trying to play on their strengths that's what everybody liked about evil dead too they did, and I feel like they went too far. I mean, I totally enjoyed it, but as far as just for the show, there, I have a, few, a couple of examples. There was They were more conspicuously like the Three Stooges to the point where he's going, why you? And yeah. I mean, it's funny, but I don't want him to do that so much. I, I guess. I mean, maybe they'll do it, and I'll, and I'll be like, oh, I was crazy. It's fine. But uh, the, like the mechanical hand is an example. It's one thing that I thought, uh, that that's impossible. And 
and uh so it it makes it seem less of a horror and more of a fantasy to have a yeah. hand that can do that because they'd have to attach it up to your tendons i know that sounds overly niggling or something given that i've said there's a lot that you can overlook in these shows but for some reason that bugged me more than other stuff yeah well it's a good example to your point plus it had motor sounds come on yeah <laughs> and i you know it's fine for this movie but I think I hope they don't do stuff like that in the show where it's just, I mean, I want, you know, of course there's no such thing as deadites. And so it's totally fine to have that. But if you're in medieval times, you can't make a mechanical hand that with the fingers move like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do they call it? They spend your belief or something to that effect. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. So, yeah. And then if, you know, like something like the metal hand could just yank you right out of your, your fantasy. And then that's yeah. Uh, it's like, oops, now I got to catch, you know, jump back in, catch up. Uh, that, that was distracting. But it just makes this one more of a farcical comedy. And, you know, I've been saying all along that I want Ash versus Evil Dead to balance out the comedy and the horror. And this, I felt like, is more more towards the comedy. In fact, it wasn't scary at all. I wasn't scared at any point. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't and, even gory. Right. Yeah, and I think that's because they were trying to appeal to... Uh, a broader audience. So it makes me feel good when I hear reports of Ash versus evil dead being heavy on the gore, not because I necessarily love gore that much, but just because I think they're bringing it a little bit back towards more horrific. Yeah. I think they're listening to the fans is what they're doing. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe other fans are saying the same, maybe they realized, but, uh, just a couple more when things don't hurt Ash, like, pouring boiling water down his throat or putting his face on the stove it's hilarious but it lowers the stakes you know it just makes it more of a funny thing it does it does i I thought the same thing i laughed yeah because of what he said you want some hot chocolate but then it's like wait a minute he's pouring boiling water all over his face yeah he's gonna melt his throat (laughs) or when he peels his face off the stove with a spatula (laughs) and there's no burn just a black mark on his face yeah (laughs) anyway okay your turn what's your number two uh well kind of taking the opposite direction you just had which you had a lot of good points in there was that i enjoyed the the different styles of comedy that was in the movie Mm -hmm. you know he has they had an awful lot of uh three stooges Mm -hmm. they had some mel brooks in there a couple of things yeah like Uh, sex sexy things yeah and then you know the guy asked for a sword he's like sword boy and the boy brings the sword (laughs) Later on, he also had another one, Torch Boy. I didn't catch that. Yeah. I like it. And then, of course, all the one-liners that Ash had. Mm -hmm. Come to Papa. (laughs) Hail to the King, baby. That's probably the most famous Mm -hmm. one. I think there was a video game called that after that, Hail to the King. Yeah, I know there's a metal band called Hail to the King, if you like metal. (laughs) But, yeah, I enjoyed the comedy. I enjoyed it because I don't know if I would have watched it without it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it would have been just another run of the mill. I don't know what do you call them a horror? It's not, it wasn't yeah. even really a horror. No, movie. it would have been. Well, you would have dead, but it would be like Jason and the Argonauts or something. Yeah, 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 and yeah. It, it had that feel to it also with all the stop motion and the skeletons. You know what interest is? Uh, what's interesting is I watched some of the uh, the uh, the uh, extras on the DVD. And uh, Tappert, one of the guys who produced the movie, was saying that Sam Raimi actually had mapped out the entire shooting schedule. He had a, a playbook 
that mapped out every single scene of the entire movie. So not very little of it was actually improvised or made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. He actually wrote all that stuff and put it in the movie on purpose, <laughs> as corny as it was. I can believe that. Yeah, they were totally going for a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it worked, you know? Like, I felt like there were very few misses, you know? I at least chuckled or grinned at everything. So yeah. that's awesome, you know? But it doesn't it doesn't get me as deeply as Evil Dead 2 where I'm also on the edge of my sheet go- seat going, oh, fuck, what's going to come around right. the corner next, you know? Right. So it doesn't get me as... Um, it's not as intense emotionally, I guess, but it's fun. It's hella fun. You know, it's great. It's a great watch for sure. Um, you mentioned that hail to the King line. So my number two is just about whether the movie is, is chauvinistic. I, Mm -hmm. um, think that people might interpret it that way because of the way that Ash treats Sheila and he's mean to her at first. And then she's basically just a sex object. (laughs) <laughs> kind of or not really yeah. a sex object but she's just there to be his girlfriend yeah and uh i think they're probably gonna in this day and age that rarely flies anymore and i think that's why they have some female characters in the show there's lucy lawless there's that uh there's a couple other women in the show i have a feeling they're gonna have interesting characteristics and they're not just gonna be there to I don't think any of them is going to be Ash's girlfriends. <laughs> no, but, yeah. uh, but I, I love want to be. Yeah. But I think just so in that way, just the fact that the main woman in the movie is there kind of just to be his girlfriend, that's a little bit outmoded maybe. But as far as the way that he treats her, like at first he's mean to her. And then later he's like all being all sexy with her, I guess. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. And he's just saying what's on his mind. Like he really didn't have any reason to be friendly with her because she tried to kill him. And then she smacks him and that turns him on. And then he goes over and she looks a little like she wants to resist, but doesn't. And I've seen that happen right in front of me before, you know, (laughs) it reminded me of this time when I was at Burning Man and this friend of mine, this acquaintance, he was walking around with this crazy feathered mask and there were these three girls and he was in a mood or something and he walked up and they're like who are you supposed to be and he just kind of oozed this essence and they all of a sudden he was like making out with all three of them (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what how did that happen but sometimes it's just the vibe is there and that's and it felt real to me that she would i mean she already was showing a lot of interest in him so yeah he was acting just like most guys would. Yeah. <laughs> He's an everyman. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So anyway, I guess that's all I have to say about that. What's your number one? My number one is his, <laughs> his quote when he's on the wall and uh, the deadites are attacking and he's thinking, well, maybe we, maybe we have a chance to fight these deadites off. And then he turns and says, yeah, maybe I'm a Chinese pilot. <laughs> <laughs> kind of random uh, yeah and I, I looked it up and there's some like websites dedicated to this quote because i was like what does he mean Don't, doesn't the chinese fly jets you know but uh i couldn't find any information on it it was just completely random so yeah i think that's probably what it was meant to be what does it mean but man i, I laughed that was funny <laughs> chinese jet pilot and then i had to spend you know half hour on the internet trying to find figure it figure it out <laughs> 
I yeah, I have no clue. I'm pretty sure that they just picked some random thought out of their head. I'd love to know the story behind that. <laughs> I wonder if it's from personal experience. Maybe we'll have a chance to ask one of them at some point. Yeah, maybe I'm a Chinese jet pilot. <laughs> All right, so my number one is stuff that's unexplained, and that's okay. So I've said many times that I think this sh- this series is so irreverent that it can get away with not being logical and i think it's it's kind of cool sometimes when it does that uh, you know that that's sort of inconsistent with my thing about the hand but here's a couple things that i was totally okay with so ash's car gets totaled and then rebuilt kind of beyond oh. recognition but i thought that was fine and then i think i think it's gonna be in um we saw it in the evil dead remake it was in the front of the cabin you know even though it got sucked through that portal yeah, and I think it'll be in the TV show again. I, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was in the. It's got to be. It's been in all his movies. Yeah, all yeah, of yeah. Rami's movies, right? Yeah. Um. Here's another one. These these are just funny little points. But he says, "You know, your shoelace is untied," and it made me wonder if they have shoelaces or shoes. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what a shoelace is? Yeah. <laughs> but I loved that he looks down and gets popped. Um. I didn't get how he got his shotgun back. Yeah. Was that? Yeah, his shotgun would come and go. He'd have it on his back in some scenes, and then other scenes he wouldn't have it at all. Yeah, because he got pushed into the pit, and then this strange old man who was helping him throughout the movie threw his chainsaw down to him. Yeah. But then later, then just a few moments later, uh, Arthur was waving his sword around and shouting at him. And then he shot the top of his sword off yeah. and I didn't see him get it back, but um, it was a cool scene. But speaking of shotgun, how does he have so much ammo? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he keeps pulling it out. Yeah. Which is, I don't really care about that. I wrote a note down too about that when you said he rebuilt the engine. How much time did they have before the the deadites started attacking? Because I mean, you think about it, he took the engine out of the Oldsmobile, rebuilt the engine, got his chemistry book, made gunpowder, mm-hmm. and then trained a, an army of sixty guys. I mean, how long does that take? It's got to take weeks. He's looking a little bit too old to have a chemistry book in his trunk, too. Yeah, at this point. Well, maybe he went back to community college. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> and then there's the plotting. Apparently, the Necronomicon is sitting on a little stand or whatever in the cemetery, and at least one guy, this old man, knows where it is and how to get it safely by saying these magic words. Mm-hmm. But hasn't anyone tried? I guess you could say that they all died. I don't know. Oh, he he says he says directly to Ash, only the chosen oh, one. Oh, okay, okay. Only the chosen one can retrieve the book all of right. the dead. All right, that makes sense. What I don't get is why he says if the deadites get this book, then the evil is going to take over the world. But why uh, there's deadites all over in the cemetery, I guess. <laughs> or are there? I mean, maybe, maybe uh, there are though, right? Yeah, because Ash, there are already deadites before he ever fucks up the phrase and apparently wakes up a whole army of them. There's still there was the one in the pit. There's the ones that come out of the mirror to get Ash. Maybe he brought those with him though. I don't know. I think that was the same one. I think it's just one. Okay. Kind of like a trickster, and then he he swallowed it. The the one of the little ashes went down his gut and then came out mm-hmm. of his shoulder and was 
right real real size i think it was just one but you would think that if they can take this book and use it that it would uh that one of them would have picked it up already yeah so yeah and why were there three just a mess with them they're they're <laughs> fakes <laughs> it wasn't even that hard either i mean unless ash is exceptionally strong the one with the black hole in it didn't seem to affect him much messed up his face yeah that's why that's another example of the stakes being kind of low it's just funny ways of torturing him yeah <laughs> uh, i think that's about all i have except no actually it's not true i have some notes uh i love the just the name necronomicon ex mortis yeah I say that in this movie they said it's bound in human flesh inked in human blood ancient sumerian texts i looked that up sumerian was spoken around 3000 bc wow. so it's old and it has bizarre burial rites funerary incantations and demon resurrection passages so all stuff having to do with the dead all stuff evil mm-hmm. evil and dead just a few things about ash i love that he's even more of a like a cocky badass this time than ever before but he still gets distressed which i like like when the book bit him and he he's like oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hope he's still like that in this he gets a little bit freaked out yeah yeah a little worried you last time you said that ash handles everything by dismembering things (laughs) which is smart and so I thought of that this time when uh, the guy was about to touch the old possessed woman on the shoulder. Yeah. She was pretending to be asleep. And Ash grabs his hand and goes, it's a trick. Get an axe. Get an axe. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's like, the yo, she punch. bitch, let's go. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny that Ash is dressed up like Prince Valiant. I think that was totally on purpose because Prince Valiant had a cape and a little breastplate like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, about that the whole mirror thing uh, that's a recurring motif you know there's always something fucked up with mirrors yeah you think he would learn not to look in mirrors anymore but maybe there'll be something in the TV show about that too what would you do like at this point if you were him and you saw a mirror I'd do what he did he actually he ran over and smashed broke it, it. or we went over to attack it and yeah. ended up smashing it okay but now that worse, that didn't but... work now what would you do? Jeez, I don't even know. Under <laughs> duress like that? Hell. I'd maybe throw them in all pieces into the fire? I think I would just turn it around towards the wall. <laughs> turn them upside down. <laughs> it probably down. wouldn't work, though. Nothing would work. Yeah. The Deadites will find a way. In his trunk, there was a gas can, rope, a toolbox. Looked like some bowl, metal bowls. Fangoria magazine. Yeah. A Dark Horse Presents comic. So he's a he's a geek. In this chemistry book, that's a good uh, that's a good list for you know for being prepared for the deadites. Yeah, for anything for zombies. <laughs> what, what do they call it when you have everything in one space ready for the apocalypse? You're a prepper. Yeah, <laughs> he's a prepper. I got this Walking Dead uh, survival kit. It's this duffel bag with like rations and water and a bunch of uh, bandages and stuff like that. Through this (laughs) group that wanted to sponsor us, so we gave one away, and I got to keep one. So now I have, in case we have an earthquake, I have that. That's cool. Yeah, I should have had something like that before. (laughs) (laughs) Emergency pack. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, anything else to say about Army of Darkness? I like the part too when he was uh, in the chain gang at the beginning, marching to the castle, and Mm -hmm. you have to really listen carefully, but. 
as he's walking into the castle, all these little kids come up and start beating him with sticks and stones. And yeah. he goes, he goes, knock it off, you little bastards. <laughs> that part cracked me up. Yeah. He, there's a lot of, uh, there's the, a lot of stuff in there that he said that I think I would want to say. <laughs> there's a lot of three stoogisms. And then at one point, like when he's coming back from messing up with the book and people are cheering him and crowding him around him. I think he said something like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck like, out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little harsh. Well, yeah, he's having a bad day. Yeah. He knew he was going to have to reveal. He's like, yeah, I said all the words basically. Sometimes you feel like you want to say, listen up, you primitive screwhead. <laughs> yeah. And he was saying how she's, she would be too primitive to understand alloys and things. <laughs> <laughs> compositions and molecular stuff. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, I think that's good. Uh, it, was, it was a fun movie. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, again. me too. It's a keeper. Yeah. I really don't think I'd seen it since the 90s. So, it, and, it, and it just adds fuel to the fire. Like you were saying earlier, you know, you take some the best parts of Evil Dead 2, the best parts of army of darkness put them together into the mm-hmm. show that's coming out in a couple of weeks it's going to be awesome Some new stuff too yeah, yeah yeah all the new you know introducing the new characters and keeping ash ash yeah Let's cross our fingers on that yeah i'm stoked i mean the pilot has was shown at comic-con and it was also shown at paley fest i think or somewhere else and it's just getting a lot of good buzz right now and people who have seen it are giving it good reviews and saying it's exactly what you'd want it to be. So dude, our expectations are going to be way too high. I, I know. <laughs> I hate, I hate it when that happens, I know, but, but you know what? Oh, well I'm excited. It'll, it'll, it'll meet them. It'll meet our expectations. I have a feeling it will. We'll see. We'll make it. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. time for the news first thing bloody disgusting has a pair of tickets to the red carpet premiere of ash versus evil dead which is happening at Grauman's chinese theater in hollywood california mm-hmm. on october 28th at 6 30 p.m to enter you can there's two ways you can comment with your best ash one-liner on bloody disgusting's facebook post about this contest that's at facebook.com slash bloody disgusting i don't know if you're supposed to leave one you make up or your favorite one but i don't think it really matters but anyways or you can tweet your best ash one-liner to at the b disgusting the letter b and then disgusting and you include hashtag ash bash hmm. i'll put those links in our on our show notes too if you guys want to enter i can't i can't go to that because i'm going to be in atlanta but anyways that would be cool I, i'm pretty sure all the actors and and the creative talent will be there but it didn't yeah. say That'd be the best part about going. Yeah. It didn't say though. You show up and it's just like this movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Next. So Lucy Lawless talked about her character, Ruby's relationship to Ash and why Ruby hates Ash. 
but I it reading it it was kind of like nah this is a little too spoilery than what I like to talk about it's not really a teaser it's more like having you know learning about it before you get to experience it so uh, I'm not going to say what it is but if you want to know just know that you can go google that and find out if you want to uh, next, Evil Dead, the musical. We've talked about it a few times. It premiered in Toronto in 2003. It's gotten really good reviews. There's a lot of funny, catchy songs. And uh, it's on tour again now. And right now it's playing at the Second Street Theater in Bend, Oregon until Halloween. And then it goes to Grapevine, Texas, Springville, Oregon, Cleveland, Ohio, and a whole bunch more. None anywhere close to us, unfortunately. Oh. I know. But uh, if you want to check out and see if there's one close to you, you can go to EvilDeadTheMusical.com. Yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. I got the soundtrack; it's hilarious. I want to see. We should. Yeah, I want to see that sometime if I get a chance. Totally. There's like this uh, splatter zone up front where you get soaked with blood. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that should be fun. At a panel at Paley Fest in LA recently, Sam Raimi said to said Bruce Campbell is a much better actor now, which got laughs. <laughs> And then Bruce Campbell said, quote, I love the fact that I'm best known for the movie where I didn't know what I was doing. Part of what I want to do here is to go back and fix Ash. If George Lucas can do it, so can I. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Boy, every Lucas takes a hits from everybody. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. This guy who wrote uh, the Bloom County comic is back doing that again after not doing it for like 25 years. And uh, he said he used to bash on George Lucas, but now that he's older, he he feels like, yeah, he might be a billionaire, but he's an artist too, just like I am. And I'm sure it hurts to hear that stuff. So he's lightened up on it. Yeah, it's got to take its toll after so many times. I know, I know. Even those billions can't totally shelter your heart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is... I found this area on the stars website for media and they had all these production notes. There was just pages and pages of stuff. And I tried to just pull some stuff that I thought was particularly interesting about the series. Uh, It's, you know, a little bit spoilery. So if you don't, if you want it all to be completely fresh, then you should probably not listen to this part, but I try not to have any like really specific things. So, Bruce Campbell reprises his role as Ash Williams, joined by Lucy Lawless as Ruby, a mysterious figure who believes Ash is the cause of the evil outbreaks. Ray mm-hmm. Santiago as Pablo Simon Bolivar. That's his sidekick. He's an idealistic immigrant who becomes Ash's sidekick. Dana DeLorenzo as Kelly Maxwell, a moody wild child trying to outrun her past. And Jill Marie Jones is Amanda Fisher, a disgraced Michigan State trooper set to find our anti-hero Ash and prove his responsibility in the grisly murder of her partner. So those are the characters and some a little bit about their motivations. Uh, Ramey and his writing partner, his brother Ivan Ramey, began work on a new story and longtime producer Rob Tappert, who had great success with long-form television like Hercules, Xena, Spartacus. Did you ever see that? Spartacus War of the Damned. It was a TV show. I wonder if it was any good. Anyway, he suggested that they make it a TV show. And Sam Raimi said, Ivan and I were writing a movie and it got really big. We wanted to spend more time with Ash because as those Evil Dead movies developed, he became more and more important to the fans. And finally, by the third Army of Darkness, all anybody wanted to see after that was Ash. 
We, yeah. We, yeah. We needed a network that would let us go where we wanted with the humor, outrageous horror, and crazy amounts of gore. One of the hallmarks of the film franchise. Stars recognized that the fans wanted to see this and they didn't want to change it. They wanted us to really go to town. No holds barred. Really deliver the gore, the laughs, and the insanity of the Evil Dead movies. Nice. Yeah. A lot of this just is feel good to hear tappert recalls quote the 30 minute time frame allows us to bring all the elements that the fans are going to love it's got moments of gore fast telling stories comedic moments and intense horror yeah a lot of this is saying the same things over and over again you know we saw how um how ash treated the opposite sex in army of darkness i wonder how he's going to treat his immigrant friend yeah i mean he <laughs> said some uh things that were borderline racist yeah. in the previews everybody does i wonder if they're gonna to have to filter that <laughs> but he they're they're consciously making fun that he's kind of an idiot so i think that helps a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah let's see we have elements of the original evil dead films which have always been which have always had hard-edged intense horror designed to really frighten the audience. But also there's a comedic element, which is alive in Ash versus evil dead. See, yeah, this is great. Cause it's like exactly what I'm hoping they would pay attention to. We want, yeah. we want to be scared. Campbell says Ash is the every man. He's sort of like your idiot neighbor, but when the tornado comes, you'd knock on his door and go, Hey, I'm in trouble. He's got no special skills. He's not a former Navy SEAL, CIA, or FBI. It's too easy to make a hero who has real appreciable skills. It's difficult to take a guy who doesn't really know anything and put him in these life or death situations. I want someone to sit there and go, man, that's me. I could do better than this idiot. Hmm. But I don't agree with that because he's a badass. Yeah, he doesn't hesitate to chop people up. Yeah, and in this like Army of Darkness, he's training these soldiers how to use their spears. I wonder if he's a little bit psycho. <laughs> he's pretty quick to, but you know, he knows that they're just evil demons. So I think he's doing the right thing, but he's got skills. He really does. Yeah. He has fighting skills. Yeah. For sure. He's got all kinds of skills. I think, um, Tapper also sees Ash as a unique hero quote. He's selfish. He's self-centered. He's lazy. Ash's biggest flaw is that he's a blowhard, but he's really good at fighting the dead. I see that's that rings true. All that stuff. Yeah, they nailed it right there. Yeah. <laughs> As Raimi puts it, he's no na- he's no nobler or saner than when we last saw him. If anything, I think he's regressed. He's aged quite a bit. He's sunk into all of our lowest instincts, and that's where we'll find him. It's from that low point that our hero will have to be born. That's the start of the show. <laughs> that sounds good. When things get to their lowest point, call Ash. <laughs> uh, Who gets credit for creating Ash? The uh, character. Probably, well, probably, I would think Raimi. Raimi? Yeah. yeah. Raimi. But I, I think Bruce Campbell too. You know, without Bruce Campbell, I doubt there would be, this all would be happening. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The first movie. Yeah. And just how much he brought to it, you know, the way he plays the part influenced how the part was written. I'm sure. Do you have the comics? Have you read the comics? Uh, I might've read one or two a while back, but n- not really much. I have five or six. Any good? I, I never. Uh, yeah. Just like the show. Except, you know, more gory and way more deadites. They're all right. I wouldn't say they're, yeah, you know, it, didn't, it didn't last forever. And I never finished collecting it because I got kind of tired of reading it. But it's okay. Yeah. I wish I would have. I wish I had an entire collection now. It just seems to me that this particular story works better as a live action thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's about the the experience of 
it's just i don't know the laughter and the horror and stuff like that it's harder to do in a comic and the one-liners and the stuff that he does in the comics don't come across as they would when yeah bruce campbell's actually saying it. right yeah i mean if you're a huge fan you can probably hear him saying it in your head but it's still not the same mm-hmm. when asked how to kill a deadite campbell says the chainsaw is the most classic way a chainsaw will do nicely you can lop the head off and that'll take care of that a shotgun works very well. You should just get the full money. Just blow the head up. An axe is long is a longer, dirtier work, but you'll never run out of gas or have to add oil. It's a great primitive killing machine. Knive, yeah. Knives are all right, too, but you got to puncture a brain. You got to scramble it. It's the only way it's going to work. It has to be major. <laughs> uh, they talk about the look a little bit. The look of the show and its visual tone is heavily inspired by Evil Dead 2. According to production designer Nick Bassett, one thing Sam said is it'd be great if we can always feel as if something could come out of dark corners. Oh, I love that. Nice. So cool. The show has a mood and a texture and a lot of interesting lighting effects that scare you, which is what we're after. We wanted to make it really interesting atmosphere for the audience. So this uh, podcast episode we're doing right now is obviously a huge tease. It's like, I want to watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if uh, they're going to keep a lot of the filming styles that Raimi had. Here's well, this next one, the director of photography, Dave Garbett adds fundamentally, it's a modern contemporary look. We wanted to give it a modern spin that pays homage to its roots and make it more interesting than what you see on TV every day. It's more a feature film type of look, a bit more experimental, at least when there's evil at play. The rest of the time, it's very normal and naturalistic style. And then occasionally it goes crazy. That doesn't really answer your question because I know what you mean. And I bet you they will. Yeah, they'll use like the demon cam and everything. Yeah, you, you don't realize it, but the the second movie and the third movie, that's what made, you know, that's what added to the movie a lot was the style they filmed it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I totally love that. I, I, I mean, I recognized it right away. One thing that he does, I don't know if he did it in Army of Darkness, but you see a character in the foreground just still, and then the background kind of goes backwards you know what yeah. i mean yeah and yeah yeah it and, get farther away yeah it gets farther away and it's like a sign of uh, well something is fucked up going on here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get ready i think i don't know if Raimi um invented that but he popularized it and i've seen it in other non-Raimi movies since then for sure yeah uh they talk about well let's see this is kind of interesting to make Ash stand out, it was decided his colors would be American red, white, and blue. His shirt is blue. His chainsaw is red. So it always has the strongest color on the set. Minimal virtual effects. No digital set extension. All sets are practical builds. That's cool. And uh, it's set in a mythologized yet contemporary place that could be Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Michigan. He says uh, a couple more things that the sets are designed to reflect Ash's age and state of his life. Uh, he's the set designer says, I thought this world would always have a patina to it, a texture with age. Ash has been around for the last 30 years. He's got an old car, an old trailer. He's got things from the seventies. There's a little bit of a retro feel to the show without really trying. It just adds character and personality and gives the feeling that things have been there for a while and had a bit of a hard life, life a bit like Ash. Yeah. And then finally, 
the deadites have evolved in a few ways from the initial initial series we've taken all the initial colors looks and concepts and we defined it so the way they look when they're possessed is a lot more human rather than theatrical we're trying to get their look as real as possible as though you would see them and you'd know that there was something wrong with them but you weren't sure they hadn't flipped completely into another realm or dimension that's kind of cool mm, so they got smarter yeah maybe yeah they're trying to fit in or something. I think the old woman that we saw in in his trailer, in the trailer, was like that kind of. Or they're trying to save money. <laughs> <laughs> or both. I hope that's not it. I'm sure there'll be some totally crazy creatures. Hey, did you watch that preview I sent you, by the way? The trailer? Oh, with the doll? Yeah. The kid. Oh, geez. That was, I'm glad I didn't look at it just before I went to sleep. That was freaky. <laughs> because I was I was listening to our last week, and you said you were um, that dolls creeped you dolls out. Dolls are yeah. And this is like the creepiest doll thing I've ever seen. It's God. called the boy uh, Lauren Cohan from Walking Dead is in it. It's very creepy. Check, look up that trailer and watch it if you want to be creeped out. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed because I'm, you know, it's hard to get things to come across on film as they would in real life. And I was creeped out from that doll. I know. Just in the trailer, the film's going to be that much worse. I know. I almost don't want to go see it. (laughs) No kidding. I'll go see it though. All right. Let's move on to next week on Ash versus Evil Dead because this is the first time we can actually have this segment. It's not going to be next week, but pretty close. So the pilot is entitled El Jefe. They say, quote, Ash is back. 30 years after his last deadite fight, badass monster fighter Ash Williams unleashes the evil in an act of carelessness, bringing deadite mayhem into his life again. There you go. Yep, that pretty much is responsible. <laughs> of course. It's dire- Thank you, Ash. <laughs> direct- I, I want to give a sincere thanks to you, Ash. <laughs> um, it's directed by Sam Raimi, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's the proper way to kick off the series. That's right. And it's also written by Sam Raimi, his brother, Ivan Raimi and a guy named Tom Speziali who wrote, he's a longtime TV writer, uh, Parker Lewis, can't lose weird science, desperate housewives, the leftovers. I think it's good to have TV people involved because just because you can do a movie doesn't mean, you know, the rhythms of doing a TV show, right? You know, you got to stretch it out and, and learn how to pace it and everything. So it's good to have TV people involved. Uh, the music is by Joseph Doluca, who did all the music for all the Evil Dead movies. That's cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. That's our show, episode three. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to call us, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323 you can also email us at groovy at podcastica.com and I actually set that up so if you tried to use it before and it didn't work it does now you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash podcastica or podcastica.com and, and please check out the other podcasts on our network at podcastica.com yeah next up first episode Ash vs. Evil Dead Awesome. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. We'll swallow your soul. (laughs) Give me some sugar, baby.